Let's uh, start right off in the Word today. Um, Matthew 7, verse 15. Matthew 7 and 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs and thistles? Even though every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, nor can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hanged down and cast into the fire. Therefore thy fruits shall know them So we know that we are in a spiritual battle. We know that Satan is the father of lies. And that is his, his tool to lie to us, to deceive us. He wears disguises. He disguises his true nature. He twists things around of who God is in our, our image of him. 1 John 4. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit where they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. We have to filter everything we do through the Word of God. As a... Uh, as a practice, I always like to tie everything back to the Word of God. If not always directly, but indirectly, so we always have that foundation. We have a reference point that you can go fact check me. You can see what the Word says for yourself. I encourage you to follow along. I encourage you to read. I encourage you to study. That's why we are to study the Word of God. Now, think about this. If you was to have a, a headache, snuffy nose, you know the classic symptoms of a sinus infection, it's time to go to the doctor. If you were to go to the doctor and present your symptoms, and he recommended taking some antibiotics and maybe a little nose spray, that seems pretty reasonable. Based on your previous experiences, it's what you've done before, you've known people who've done it before. Now, if you was to go to a different doctor, and he recommended cutting off your leg to alleviate the pressure in your head, now something about that doesn't sound quite right, that you might want to get a second opinion. That's an extreme case. That's a pretty illogical case. The fact is, we have so much information coming to us. Let me step back a minute. Now, when we talk about false prophets, we think about our religious teachers. But today, folks, this message is universal because we have false teachers, we have lies, we have deception in every aspect of our lives because 
Satan is just not involved with the church. He is involved with every aspect of it. He is in the world. And face it, folks, we spend more time in the world than we do in the church. We spend more time listening to everyone else than we do listening from the pulpit. Now, I'll address... Our, our religious concerns right off the bat. Because yes, there are many people that stand up here just like me and tell a narrative that's been modified. When I uh, was getting serious into my ministry, I spent a lot of time listening to others. First of all, to, to feed myself the, the need to hear the word, but also to learn about how other people do it, how they speak, how they talk, what do they talk about. And it's, it's funny the contrast and the similarities you see amongst the group. And all of us know about these, these different ones that rose to fame because of their church size, their ability, and they have many avenues to reach people. They have, of course, their big mega churches. They have their, their online streaming services. They have their podcasts. They have their TV. They have their books they've written. They have their seminars. They have all these different ways they can come to you. And oftentimes, we see their celebrity, and because of it, we have a certain trust that we think, well, since they are doing so well in what they are doing, that they must be doing everything right. But just because everything appears the way it should on the outside doesn't mean it is actually so. We still have a duty, a responsibility as Christians, as sons and daughters of God to know in our hearts what our, his word says. And the more that we build upon, the more that we have in our own banks, the more that we know for ourselves, we know more truth that we have, the more facts that we have, it is easier and easier to see when something just isn't right. Just like that example I gave you earlier. And then, early on, it was real easy. You know, everything sounded really good. You know, it was... Because they always give these messages of hope, of goodness and greatness. But as I started to study for myself, I started realizing that there was something missing. It's more than just hearing something and feeling good about it. But there was something missing, and that something was the have. The something was, what is my part in all of this? What do I have to do to achieve what God has for me? And many times, this gets left out. Because that's the hard part. People don't want to hear that they have to change. People don't want to hear that they have to follow certain guidelines. 
People don't want to hear they have to be generous. They have to give up something. People don't want to hear these things that require them to be less selfish and serving someone other than themselves, i.e. God. So oftentimes, that part of it is omitted because they don't want to hurt part of that fan base. See, sometimes we have to take stands because God takes stands. He clearly tells us in His written word certain boundaries. Yes, do this. No, do not do this. But then again, we don't always agree with all that because we want to do what we want to do. So... The, the outside always wants to, to challenge the church when it comes to these things because they know it forces us to take a stand. And many times when put in that situation, they won't side with God. You cannot preach the full word of God and make everyone happy. You have to, as an individual, choose to hear the Word of God, take it, use it, and allow it to change you. We have to deal with them feelings of conviction. And see, nobody likes that. So the person that's spilling out that conviction becomes the bad guy. And nobody wants to be the bad guy. Nobody wants to fall in popularity. But sometimes you have to do what's right and not what's right for your popularity. So over the years, there's been many of a person that I've enjoyed listening to that's fell off my reading list that fell off my listening list because the things they are saying just doesn't make sense. The Word of God does not back it up. And they're not willing to take a stand. Alright, so there's the religious part of it for today. Now for everyone else. This is a universal message because we have to be diligent in seeking out the false prophets everywhere. Because like it or not, believe it or not, whether you've never stepped foot in a church, whether you don't believe, these are still messengers of Satan. He is using people to do his will and corrupt this world. And today, more than ever, we have so much information that's coming to us. We see things happen as they are happening. Practically everybody now has a device in their pocket that can take pictures, he can take video and can upload it and thousands can see it within just a few moments. 
we have printed press, we have television, we have so much information. And it all can't be good. We live in a world that is fell. We are all sinners. We all live under the earth curse system, which is that we are no longer being provided for because we fell out of privilege with God. So now we have to do things for our own. So now we are searching for food and shelter. And most of all, we want money and we want power because these two things can take care of everything else. And the more money we have, the more power we have, the more influence we have, the, the safer we are, the more we can do. That's our mindset as a sinful human. That is our mindset as a, follow, as a victim of this curse. Last week, we talked about the what if. What if we didn't have these laws that we have to contend with? You know, would it be easier to cross that line to take something, to end someone that's causing us a problem, to step over to that darkness because we don't have to worry about the, the legal ramifications I asked you, how many times does that what keep you on a straight and narrow versus just morality? And at times, if we're honest, that we all would have to admit that that comes into play. So if we can be honest with ourselves and admit that, why is it so hard to believe that people are willing to lie, that groups are willing to lie. That they're willing to influence the people that influence us. The social media. The TV media. That they're willing to compromise their integrity and their morals. Because there is a benefit. That some of this pressure from this system can be Alleviated. We all have things in our lives that cause us great pressure. What would we be willing to do to alleviate this pressure? And when people bring up these things, they call it conspiracy theories. And they try to make people act as being crazy. What is it? We see things, we don't always see the full picture. God has been telling us this all along. You know, God uses people that doesn't seem like they're the right choice. They're different. God likes different. They stand out. Moses... David, even Jesus, the carpenter. Isn't this the son of Mary? 
could do no great works in his own town because of their unbelief. We look back at the, the word of God. I was reading just this morning and I was looking at the behavior of the Pharisees. They plotted against Jesus because they didn't like what he was doing. He was upsetting what they'd already had built. He was tearing down the fear that they had instilled in the people. He was tearing down the financial gain that they was getting from the people. And he had to go. And if we look today, can we see any resemblance of that, what's happening today? Can we see groups that's trying to tear down people, that's trying to do something good to protect what they've already established? Not for the good of the people, but for the good of themselves. Can you see them simulations? That history repeating itself. And it's not just today's world. It's been happening for generations. It's what we do. We see... It's so easy now to change an opinion. Because we just show a, some little something. We show a little video clip. Well, you know, it's funny. It's just like the Word of God. You know, there's so many different versions of the Bible. Have you ever took it and compared them? And I have. And people like these ones that are easy to read with all the, the this complicated English taken out of it and made it straightforward. But you lose so much of the meaning behind it because one word can make all the difference. One word can change the entire concept of a paragraph. And it's the same thing with our media. We can take a video clip and we can cut out a little sliver here. We can cut out a little sliver here and we can put it together. And it tells a completely different story. We can take an audio and delete a word, add a word, put it all together. And it tells a completely different story. And so many times we see some little snippet. Well, this is going to be canceled. This is going to be taken out. And then we see that and that's what we run with. We got this one little bit of information. They stood there and they asked the people, who are we going to crucify, Jesus or Barabbas? And they set Barabbas free. They stood and they chanted, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Everybody was on board. But it was all an illusion. It was all an illusion. Jesus was sinless. He did nothing wrong. They killed an innocent man and nobody, nobody in that crowd could tell you why. And 
And it's the same thing is going on today. We have these gatherings, these protests, and they go out there and they ask, why are you here? What do you want to accomplish? Why do you hate this person so much? What are you expecting to change? And there's no answers. Or when they do, they can be quickly dispatched with truth and facts. We're in this epidemic. And we only know the stuff that they want us to know because that's what they broadcast. They tell us all these things to do and to not do, but they don't ever tell us why. See the pattern here. They don't tell us why. And we're scared. We are scared. Because they show all these humongous numbers of people dying. They show all these humongous numbers of people getting sick. And they tell us these lists of horrible things that can happen to you if you get this. So, they give you this little bit of hope. That if you do these things, you'll be safe. But they don't tell you how it works. They don't tell you why. And oftentimes, some of it totally overrides the most small amount of common sense. The intelligence, our God-given intelligence, it overrides us because we're so scared. God tells us to fear not. Fear takes away your ability to think. We see when a disaster happens, a fire breaks out in the building, panic ensues, everybody wants to get out. And if there was someone there was telling you, this way, this way, this way, every person would run and jump out that door or that window. Even though they don't know what's on the other side. Even though if they took a moment to think, if they allowed reason to take in place, they might realize there's nothing there but a fall. But we're scared. And when we're scared, we latch on to something. We go back to our very basic control center and follow. Through all of this, someone said, hey, something maybe not quite right. So they started looking at the research. They started looking at the numbers. And they started finding a lot of discrepancies. We see that the numbers are not actually as high as they say. That the death toll is significantly lower than they say. Because 
They're counting each and every person that has it, and then something happens at the death. If you was to have cancer, and you walk out in front of a bus, and a bus runs you over, the bus killed you. The cancer didn't. You might have died with cancer, but you did not die of cancer. And with this that's going on right now, it's all one and the same. People are not getting treated for the proper diseases that they have because this is on everyone's mind. And this is what everyone thinks it is just because a few symptoms line up. They tell us to do all these things. Stay six foot apart. But that's not good enough, so now we need to wear a mask. But that's not good enough either, so we have to shut down places. And everybody's feeling it along the way. The small businesses can't operate, but the big ones are getting more and more sales because that's where everyone's going now. Supply and demand has been pushed off because people are panicking and buying up things. Things are being inflated just because they have an excuse now that they can use. And you might say it's not real. Why can't it be? Why is it so hard to believe? We're in the middle of an election. And notorious as people talk bad about one another. And they say, well, this is a bad guy. We need to get rid of him. And you should be asking yourself, why? One candidate was compared to Hitler. But yet, when they asked, what did Hitler do? They really had no idea. All they've ever heard is a name and associated it with being a bad person. But they never realized the true impact, the true death toll, this true evilness of what the person did. And that's what we do. We fixate on one thing. It happens in all aspects. One person has a bad product. Well, I'd never buy another Panasonic VCR again. Because one person had a bad experience. You heard that. So when you go into the store, and I'm using an old technology so I'm not bashing any product one way or the other. It's just an example. So when you go into the store, you stay away from the Panasonic and you buy the Magnavox. I don't even know if they're still in business. You buy the Magnavox because of that one thing you heard. And the fact of the matter is, if you've done your research, if you've done your due diligence, it would have told you that the Panasonic had excellent reviews. But the one you bought 
not so much. And you wind up having a problem based on the comments of one person that you heard. I can give you an entire list, maybe one day we'll do a study on it, of all the different things that is supposed to be in this book. All these cute little sayings that they throw up on your, your Facebook and your Instagram and they put it on little greeting cards. I guess they still do greeting cards and, and different things and they write them on different things. You see them on bumper stickers. And what thing's missing is, is that little name and number. You know, the, the first John, the second Peter, the, the little name and number of where it comes from. And the reason it's missing is because it's not there. And it's like, oh, where did you get that? Oh, that's in the Bible. No, it's not. No, it's not. You just put it there in your mind because someone told you that one time. And because you don't know, because you haven't took the time to study, if you took the time to research... This is real life. These are life and death situations. We're talking about our lives, the people of the nation. So we need to be operating on facts. We need to know what is true. What truly does keep us safe? What doesn't work? What's causing more harm than good? I have no problem whatsoever doing what's in the best interest for myself, my family, for my community, for the nation. As long as it makes sense. As long as there's facts. As long as there's truth. And as long as it's not benefiting the 1%. It's not benefiting the politicians. It's not benefiting the people that's making up the rules. We can stand up here all day and play truth or false because there's so many things that can be brought into question. What we have to do is we have to seek God. Because you know, I hope you know because I've been saying it a whole bunch that God has all the answers. He has the whole thing laid out. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows every step. Every step. He knows what's going to happen. Just like Jesus told Peter and company where to put down your nets, filled up the boat full of fish. God knows. But do we seek Him? Have we asked God that knows the hearts of every man and woman? Should I place my trust in this person? Should I believe what I hear. I believe that God is going to keep me safe. Why? Because I believe that He has the ability to do so. 
I ask him to do so. And I believe that he does what I ask. I believe that I have a purpose. I believe that I am trying to fulfill my purpose. And I believe this is the same for all of us. But we have to exercise our faith. You know, weeks went by when the virus was in China. And they denied it came from them. They tried to blame American troops for it. Because no one wants to take responsibility when bad things happen. But because of this, and because we weren't allowed to stop people from coming in, during that time because it was considered racist. It was considered in bad taste. Things got as bad as they did. We all start taking responsibility for ourselves. We have to quit blaming everyone else. Quit pointing the finger and take responsibility. Everything can't be someone else's fault. And our biggest breakdown is that we're not seeking God. If God was a big presence, if God was on the tip of each of our tongues, if God was in our hearts, if God was on our minds, then we wouldn't be dealing with everything that we're dealing with today because... There wouldn't be no problem we couldn't pray away. But we see where the power lies. We see who we are giving our allegiance to because the darkness is taking over. We see it each and every day. Well, at least if you know where to look. If you look past the misdirections, if you look past the lies... West is on fire. All over the place, fires keep popping up. And they keep saying, it's global warming. It's global warming. And that brings to the headlines. That's what we see. But what you have to really look for is, is all the people that's been arrested for arson. For the militant groups that took and said, hey, yes, we did it. That don't even deny it. They're trying to push their cause. It is time for a revival. I don't believe that God has done with this yet. But it seems like Christians in general are. Because we are not doing anything. We aren't seeing the fruits because we are not tending the garden. We're not using our prayer. We're not using our ability.
You invite someone to church. And I heard that's a corona breeding ground. Someone told me that. That's a corona breeding ground. But Walmart's okay. Gatherings are okay. It all comes down to what we really want. I want to see a turnaround. I want to see a revival. I want to see things change. People always talk about, I want to change, I want to change, I want to change. There's only one change that matters. That's turning your life over to Jesus. It's putting God first and foremost. There's where the change is. Are you ready to make that change today?